Hey everybody, welcome to the Midweek Podcast. So it is Josh one more time and Carl. 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 There we go. Carl. Yeah. I always try to get you to uh, yeah. get excited. I do <laughs> try, 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 try. It's but Carl. You don't, but you don't, don't really. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry fine. I'm not as excited. You're That's the excited fine. half of the... It's great. Yeah. I I'm, I'm, I appreciate it. I appreciate... Uh, I'm wearing my slippers again. Yeah. Good move. Good move. Good move. Yeah. This does feel very Alfred Hitchcock-esque. With the slippers? The slippers. Yeah. 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 Do we need pipes and stuff too then? I mean... <laughs> Next season. Yeah, ascots or whatever. <laughs> For sure. And, okay. Yeah, I like it. And a crow. All right. Okay. Well, we will get some sponsors for that next season. We can have a wardrobe budget. <laughs> if you, if you have, if you have an Alfred Hitchcock yes. line of apparel that you would like, yeah, let us know. I, I'd be willing to wear it. So we are in this series called Seven, and today we're talking about the second miracle of mm. Jesus, and he returns back to the scene of the crime uh, from the first miracle at Cana. Cana. Uh, but this time he's back for other reasons. And there is this Jewish official, this person who is very important. He ends up coming from Capernaum all the way to Cana to ask Jesus to heal his son who's almost dead. Hmm. And Jesus' response is, you people, <laughs> you have you need a sign to believe. This is literally ridiculous and he just he seems very annoyed again again he's like again <laughs> the first time he was like, too it's like come on people mom leave me alone like, do we need to do these th- like do we need to do this you people need a sign right oh it's so annoying yeah but then he responds to the faith of this man and, hmm. and and just basically says look go your son is gonna get better he's he's being well right now and the guy's like uh oh Okay, and right. he leaves, and he finds his son well. And it says that his whole household and, and him started believing yeah. because he started asking, well, what time did he get better? And realized the time that Jesus said, it's time for you to go, he's going to be better, uh, to the time where he, he actually gets, you know, gets there and figures out all of it. It was the exact same time that Jesus had spoken where mm. his son got better. And mm. so it's... I mean, it's a beautiful story. Hmm. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. But then at the same time, I think it is also very, like if I'm putting myself in the shoes of this dad mm-hmm. and this guy says, leave your sons better. I'm thinking of like a 30 kilometer jaunt. Right. Not in a car, but like obviously by foot or, you know, camel or whatever it was. By the time I get home and my son is so close to death and this guy is wrong, Mm. my son's dead. So like the very fact that he leaves to go. Yeah. I think it's it's a big statement about, okay, well, I'm going to choose to trust here. Right. I've heard of all of the other things that you've done. You turn water into wine. You've you've done all this stuff. I mean, this guy was probably at the party, right? Yeah, yeah, may as well. Realistically, small town, small town. You know, in a, in another town, but yeah. an important guy. Yeah, and the very fact that he leaves to me is a big deal. Hmm. I actually hadn't thought of that. Because would you just leave? Would you be like, you got to do better than that? Right. Like you got to guarantee me that my son's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there's a like there would have been a risk even. 
leaving, like what if he had died before he even got to Jesus, right? So yeah. um, there would have had to have been a level of faith that, that, that he was, he was willing to risk mm. everything, you know, risk his son for, for the faith that he, he had in Jesus. I mean, that is interesting too, because if, I mean, who knows, I guess we don't know if this was literally his second miracle or just the second recorded miracle. Do we know? Regardless. We we don't know exactly. Sure. We so, know that this is recorded right. as a second. But the idea too is that there's not a huge history of, of miracles happening here, mm-hmm. right? So it's not as though he had, you know, a hundred miracles that he'd heard about that he's like, you know, this will be good. I'm sure it'll happen. Sure. You know, he had heard this one, he had seen or heard this one thing one time. Right. And he went out on a limb just purely based on on that, which, you know, again, I think is, is a pretty amazing step for sure. And I mean, John's perspective is different than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So mm-hmm. so just some Bible college stuff. Cool, cool. Um, so Matthew, Mark, and Luke are what we call synoptic gospels. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the same events happen right. throughout all three. John is an antoptic gospel. It kind of is a standalone deal. And I think the beauty of of this story is ultimately that he is starting to, he really wants to flesh out for people that he's writing to, this is what Jesus is like. Mm. This is not only proof that who he is, he is what he says he is, or he is who he says he is, but he's, here are some aspects about who he is that are so important that, that you catch. And so Pastor Marvin, actually, uh, the first one was that Jesus is not limited to time uh, or space. Right. Like, it, it's not, Jesus, it, he's healing somebody in a completely different town 30 kilometers away. Which, I mean, we, I mean, you think about, like, things like the Westminster Confession and so many other, so many other theological statements of faith hmm. stuff that, that people will tout and be like, he's omnipresent. Uh, he's omniscient. Right. Like, okay. But like the idea of omnipresent, that he's literally everywhere. Right. All of the time. And so here is Jesus showing that to be a true characteristic. Like he's there. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Distance is not the issue. Not time, the issue. space, not even the issue. Hmm. He's going to take care of whatever he needs to take care of for the people that he cares about or the people that are asking him to take care of it. Right. And that's true today as well then where we see god working in many places at you know simultaneously mm-hmm. at once uh, you know in each of us too i think that that's encouraging too where you see god working in one place it's not at the you know exception of another place and and he's working everywhere which i think is awesome so but isn't that see in I think in our culture and in our own heads, we are so self-focused hmm. that when we don't see him working in our exact circle of that's true of uh, of life, that we almost question whether or not he's working at all. That I mean, that's true. Yeah, and maybe, yeah, maybe we look at at things he's doing somewhere else and wonder why we're not seeing those results. In, in our lives or in our friends' lives or well because I think a lot of it is well I'm I'm a good person right I'm especially if you're a Christian you're yeah. like well I love Jesus as much as this person yeah. why is it that I'm getting you know I'm getting or I'm not getting healed but this person is right uh, why is it that I'm struggling through stuff and yeah. this person just seems like everything's handed to them right because of course you know I mean obviously this 
this story is a story of a successful miracle, but, you know, we could, you know, walk to Edmonton for something and sure. it doesn't mean that something's going to happen. No. Like just because you take that step doesn't mean that you're guaranteed the miracle. No, no. And I, I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the scary part about yeah. it. I think for, for a lot of us, it's a, I want to see God do things. Right. But and I know that he's omnipresent. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm ready to to put myself out there like that. Right. To right. risk it cuz what if I'm wrong and I look like an idiot? Yeah. Uh that's hard for people. Yep. And yet this guy does it, but I mean what John is teaching is ultimately through through what he's writing that Jesus isn't limited. Yeah. And he's trying to teach that to people who may not necessarily know that about Jesus. Right. Like he's not limited to time or space, so you can trust him with things. Yeah. Which is it's still hard to do. Oh. But is amazing. Is amazing. Yep. Then, the, then the second thing is this. Jesus has his own way and his own reasons for responding as he does. Okay. So this is the yeah, this is this is the one that I hate this one. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say if we're gonna I'm gonna have a problem it's gonna be with this one. Because then how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know when, you know, when it's a yes, when it's a no, when it's, you know, um, why'd you, why, why did you take care of that? But it seems like, it seems like you didn't, you didn't do anything for me. I don't like this one. <laughs> okay. Tell me why. Well, specifically. Um, because of that. Yeah. Because uh, ultimately, like when when we frame Jesus, it's like, I mean, the first point is he can do anything from anywhere. He's not limited. Right. Okay. I mean, so if you're dead or, dead or alive, it doesn't matter. doesn't right? matter. Like, right. Yeah. So if you're not <clears throat> limited, right. Then why, why do you limit whether the response is a yes or a no? Right. Whether it is, uh, you know, a full recovery or a full thing versus a partial or right. a quarter or whatever. Like I, like, this is where this is where for me with the the Bible with the text, I wrestle. Sure. Like, and I think that's okay um, to say because I think if you're not wrestling with Scripture, if you're not wrestling mm-hmm. with what's in there, then there's an absolute problem. Because, because ultimately, not everything that Jesus or God tells you to do, yeah. Are you going to be okay with? Yeah. I mean, we're okay with it because it's God. Sure. I get that. But if we're really honest, yeah. there are these spaces inside of our hearts where it's like he does what he wants when he wants. Yeah. But isn't like isn't that hard? Because I can't just do what I want when I want. Exactly. But again, he's God. He's God. We're not. Yeah. No, I mean, and that that's a huge, a huge part too, where um, you know, in the text and, and scripture is like if if we find ourselves in everything and everything is like we're not pushed by anything then obviously we're it's it's about us and it's not about god because obviously like again do we serve we want to serve a god that is run by our wishes and desires anyway right so i feel like you know again i guess it's just a continual reminder that that it's not me and uh, i guess in, in some ways it's comforting but it does it does work its way out in uncomfortable ways as well. Well, this is the difference between just an understanding that Jesus is a savior yeah, versus that he's Lord. Right. Right. Like 
I mean, that's that's those are two old terms, right? Like saving somebody yeah. or being a savior. I, we don't use that terminology very often anymore in, right. in culture overall. But I mean, the idea is that basically somebody has saved you from something you weren't able to save yourself from. Yeah. Okay. But then the Lord peace, this person that is over, like the boss, the the one in charge. Yeah. All of that stuff. We don't like that. No. I mean, that's why you see so many, you know, folks in various generations specifically millennials and i I know uh, oh boy and gen z sure um but but even gen xers Mm -hmm. like have always had a difficult time with authority yeah like authority figures are not okay it's like this is why you see so many entrepreneurs this is why you see so many church planners not that there's anything wrong with church planting or entrepreneurialship but i don't want to respond i don't have to i don't want to have to deal with anybody i don't have to deal with anybody over me so get out of my face like um, and I think that's the hardest part about Christianity yeah. is this, I mean, Paul talks about it over and over again in the book of Romans. Like you have this bit that you, your your, your flesh wants, but the spirit wants something different. Right. And there's this constant battle inside of you. And so when Jesus is saying, uh, so when, you know, the point is, Hey, he does what he, what he wants when he wants. It is so uncomfortable because you think that what you want should take priority over what Jesus wants. Right. Yeah. Well, we know best, of course. We know. Wow, <laughs> of course we do. Of course we do. I mean, it, like, and right. that's and that was yeah. The, the, yeah. the deception in the garden too. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea that he's going to do what he wants when he wants is so uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you're literally trusting somebody else, this God who you don't even like. I mean, you've never seen sure to guide your life. Yeah. So, I mean. We can sit around and be like, oh, but I trust him with all my heart. I'm, I'm sure that people do. Mm. At times. But that seasons. has taken, but for people that are yeah. there, that's taken them time yeah. to get there. Yeah. And so what we do is we're very impatient with the other people that are having a hard time or yeah. trying to decipher stuff or struggling through faith yeah. and, and, uh, and trust in God. Yeah. So, we're, so we get to these points in the, in the Christian world where we're, we're saying to these people, you just need to trust. Yeah. Well, they haven't gotten over here. Right. And it's going to take time for them to get to those spaces. Yeah. I mean, and and then at least in my experience, uh, you know, I don't want to be so confident either because I know that, that I am, something could happen in this, in the same way that I, I trust and then something happens and then I'm back at square, square mm-hmm. one again. So, you know, again, I think it's amazing when we can be in those spaces, but, uh, it doesn't take much for us to, to, to sort back. of to be like, well, you know what I did, but now I don't. Well, I, I had a conversation with somebody the other day because I, I remember, so at, at Alpha, I had said, um, you know, if, if you meet somebody who doesn't doubt, mm-hmm. you should, you should wonder about that right. person. Yep. And anyway, so, so this, so this person came and we had a conversation, it was a great conversation. And he said, look, like, you know, I'm a Christian person and I don't doubt and I just said, like, well, I, th- I think we're saying the same thing, just in different ways. Yeah. And I said, like, you for this person, like, it, it's very factual. It's very modernistic, his way of thinking. Okay. So it's facts, figures, evidence, boom. That's, I'm, I'm good. But then the heart side of it over here, I mean, so his head makes his heart go a certain way. Okay. But now I think there are a lot of folks where 
you have to get to people's hearts for them to even get to the evidence and the facts and the the figures of right. what's actually happened. Yeah. And so when I say I doubt, I I have doubts too. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm you know being really honest, there are some times where stuff happens in the world or stuff happens to me, and I think is I doubt God's goodness. Right. But then you know He grabs my heart and reminds me of all of the things that He's done that have led me to to believe in Him and to follow Him and all that other stuff. And so then you know those doubts fade away. But it doesn't mean that in those instances I don't have doubts about whether or not he is good right well i think it's even interesting um like i mean we don't know but i imagine with this guy did did like he had this you know amazing miracle happen in his family do you think that he never doubted for the rest of his life then i i mean we don't know but i mean I at know. least in my life it's like i have seen miracles in in different ways and different things and obviously god given um intervention only to in i mean either days or weeks or months or years yeah. to be like well i still don't trust you but i but isn't that isn't that common though like yeah. i mean you look at israel uh they they god literally parts a sea for them yeah to to get to the other side right and they're walking through the desert complaining like oh we're gonna die here this <laughs> yeah. is so bad like how yeah. could you have let us out here god's not gonna take care yeah. of us he just split a sea over here yeah. and we and we read it and we're like all oh, these people are dumb yeah yeah but we do that we all do of it. the time we do it in our own ways and again just not not being self-aware enough to realize that we do it in our own ways in our own in our own situations agreed i mean maybe they're not as dramatic as a as a red sea sure. but uh um but i think for me that's that's a, the challenge is anytime i feel comfortable or good in a place i i know that there's a very good chance that somehow god will take me and i don't know does he take me out of it or do i take myself out whatever it is i find myself having to you know rely and trust and and because i don't feel it mm. i don't feel it right and uh um i mean that's been for me especially even over the last year or so has been a massive struggle and so i feel like i might be turning a corner but i mean again i've been i've been a christian for many 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 years so i should know this by now but yeah but i think this is where the effort comes in like so yeah. marvin that was his last point okay was really about there needs to be some kind of effort put into it to see those kinds of miracles happen and he gives examples of this man he says he showed up he left he believed, right. you know, like he trusted that, this, like he chose all of those things. Right. Um, and I think it's the same thing for us on a daily basis in terms of trust, mm. in terms of, you know, wanting to see those things happen. It's a choice to choose to know that God is good, that God is going to see you through this. Right. That he might not take you out of it, but he's going to be with you in it. Right. Like it is this constant working of mm. our own hearts towards it, which is, not the same as working towards a salvation right but it's working out your faith with fear and trembling on a daily basis sure like working out the salvation that you've that you've gotten by actually trusting and saying okay i know my head's going here or my heart's going here but here's what is true right and this is where i'm going to rest i know you know this is where i'm freaking out or my anxieties are here and my yeah. doubts are here but this is what is I know to be true. So I'm going to rest here instead of relying okay. on myself. So then my question, and, and so when we approach these things, how do we know then that we've done enough? 
or that, you know, because my question would be is like, you know, obviously if this man didn't make that trip, Jesus wouldn't have healed his son because the sure. request wouldn't have been made. Um, how do we know? I mean, I imagine, imagine. I know that there's a, there's there's sections of of Christianity that place a very high uh, value on you know speaking into things and doing sure. doing enough things. You need enough faith. You need enough whatever. So, at what point do we know that we can we can rest in that we've done enough? Um, I mean, I'm just curious. Is there, is there, an, I'm sure there's no easy answer, but I'm just no, wondering. I, I just think the idea of word faith, speaking it out into existence, all those things, it takes away the sovereignty of God. Hmm. And like, those are the, that's a word that we, again, in North America are very uncomfortable with. That yeah. God is sovereign yeah. over all things. Yeah. Right. Like, um, my wife says all the time, like God's, God's in charge but he's not necessarily in control of what it is that you're doing. Hmm. So we make choices all the time, but God is still sovereign and still in charge and right. making sure that things are, 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 you know, in the, in the universal, um, way of, of how he functions. It's really about, he's literally in charge of everything. Right. But we choose things because he, he allows the, the control of our lives to to us like he's not choosing what toothpaste i'm i'm uh, i'm taking in he's not choosing you know who people marry right right like that's also a misnomer like jesus brought this person to me no you <laughs> chose them and you're going to commit and try to make it right. work because then what happens the uh, something happens and it becomes difficult and all of a sudden you jesus didn't yeah. send that person to you right. like they're just annoying right so I think when it comes to the sovereignty of God overall, it's being okay with whatever happens. Like mm. the idea of your will be done, people do lip service to it, but don't necessarily mean it. Right. So, you know, like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they're about to go into the fiery furnace um, in the book of Daniel, they say to Nebuchadnezzar, look, like our God can do this. Mm -hmm. He can deliver us. Right. We believe he will. But even if he doesn't, right? There's the the but. He's, he's still God. Yeah, and they are just so sure that whatever God wills for them, yeah, in that moment, whether it is life or death, yeah, that they're okay with it. And I mean, that's that must be the difference then in these things too, uh, because obviously the man had faith. Yeah, but you know, he had no way to guarantee Jesus would say, "Your son is healed." No, too. so. So obviously it's easy and it's great when it's in, in, in the story and everything turns out well, but he would have had to have gone knowing that maybe this isn't going to do it. And sometimes it's, well, no. And, and sometimes it's a, it's an, it's a yes, but not yet. Right. So we, there's this obscure portion uh, in Acts where there is um there's this leper, there's this lame man who's at the temple, the mm -hmm. gate called Beautiful, and I think it's uh, Acts chapter three. And Peter and either James or John are walking towards the, the gate called Beautiful, and this guy who has been lame since birth, it says. Later on, you find out he's he's about forty years old. Okay, well, Jesus died when he was around I don't know, thirty to thirty-five, somewhere sure. in that range. Well, 30, yeah, 32 to 35. And every Jewish man, every Jewish person had to go, th 
had to go by the gate called Beautiful to get into the temple. Oh. Which then means I see what, I see what you're that doing. That Jesus at one point, yeah. he's been lame since birth and yeah. he's been begging for yeah. basically his whole life. Jesus walked by this guy and never healed him. Right. And we just think every time somebody was sick, Jesus just healed them. Right. Well, no, he this guy this guy has been lame his whole life. Jesus would have encountered him on in, in the thirty plus years of his life. Exactly. At one point, at least, yeah, he would have walked by yeah. this person and never healed him. Yeah. And then these two guys come through and they say silver or gold we don't have, but what we do have in the name of Jesus, get up and 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 walk. And he gets healed. Which is amazing. Yeah. And then there's another uh, portion of scripture in, in the Gospels where Jesus actually says to his disciples, they're asking him, so who sinned that this guy is lame? Mm-hmm. Like who, like, or whatever the guy had. And Jesus says, neither. It's not because of sin. Right. It's because God wants to glorify himself. Yeah. And so he chooses to do that and he goes into it. Like there is this sovereign will and sovereign choice that we can't explain and we have to be okay with not ex- being able to explain it. Well, you haven't wrapped it up in a nice bow for us, Josh. Sometimes you can't. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes I think we struggle yeah. through that, right? Like why, why is God's will what it is? Yeah. I don't know. Right. And I don't know why he chooses to heal some and not others. I don't know why he chooses to, you know, bless some people in a certain way and not others. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I really don't understand it. And I've stopped trying to understand mm-hmm. it. I think the big thing is just me submitting my own will to his and saying, I don't get it. I don't understand why you do this. I don't, I'm not okay with it even sometimes. Right. But I'm going to trust that you know better than I do. Hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, that's where we have to go. Because otherwise, you'll drive yourself nuts, right? Yeah, because we we don't have that uh, we don't have that glimpse, that, I, right? So I don't. We don't. We don't know. I don't. And you, you even think of time for God. Mm. Past, present, and future are three blocks, right? For us, but God stands above it all and sees all of it right. as one time stamp, right? I, I can't even understand no, that. No, there's no, uh, and we never will until it never will. Yeah. So. If I can't understand that, how many more things do I not understand? Right. And if I don't have that vantage point, yeah. then who am I? Yeah. Like I'm literally nothing. I'm nobody. And I think that's the joy of it. Is I serve somebody who is somebody hmm. and who can do something about the situations that I'm in. And if he chooses not to, then that's okay. He knows better. As tough as that is. Nice. Anyway, anyway, thanks for joining us. 